You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone. I am so excited because I have someone that I follow on the Twitter space, um, and that is Michelle Jackson. I've been following her for quite some time, and she's here today to talk to us about monetization and possibly pivoting um, in your business or career. So, hey, Michelle, how are you today? Hey, hey, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. And just real quick, just some kudos. Um, you had won a Plutus Award. Uh, I think that was back in what, 2020? It's like 2021 and 2020. Yeah, yeah. 2020, 2021. Anyway, she's awesome. So <laughs> that's why I have her here and we're going to hop into it. So when we're talking about monetization, right? So a lot of people, when they look at for instance, what we do as um, putting information out there and stuff, they're just like, oh, it's just, you know, so easy. They just, you know, get all the money from all the brands or whatever it is that we do. And what they don't see is how much work and time and things that go into that. So um, if you could just shed some light on what type of things go into monetizing a platform or a brand like you have done. So uh, in my case, it's it, as is yours, um, we talk about money and in the personal finance space, you have to be so um, thoughtful around what monetization looks like, ethical monetization looks like for your brand. I think a lot of people are very confused by what monetization is, um, how that can show up in your content and, and the type of types of collaborations that you might work on. Um, and so for me, I'm always looking at a couple of things. When I partner with a company, two years from now, will I be happy about that partnership? Like years from now, um, does the does an affiliate actually solve a problem that my audience has? So one affiliate that I love, but the only thing I dislike about it, uh, I feel like it doesn't have an affiliate program anymore, but, but, but back in the day it had one. Um, I loved it. However, it didn't pay cash money. So it didn't make sense for my bottom line, but people loved it. So I still shared it. And it was ThreadUp, which is an online consignment store. Mm -hmm. So it was very much in keeping with my brand because I believe in sustainable fashion. I uh, shop on uh, ThreadUp quite a bit. Weirdly, there's a lot of new clothing on there. So I get a lot of things, a lot of items with tags still on because, you know, rich people be throwing things you know, into the ether. I'm fine with that. Uh, but as as a uh, entrepreneur, while it was wonderful to provide that resource for my listeners and for my readers, it didn't pay me money. So the other part of of monetizing is you you balance out like it always has to be a win win. But you always have you you have to make money too, or else you're just doing a hobby. If you're a hobbyist then this conversation isn't for you <laughs> because I want to really be candid about making money. I want people, especially people of color who are in these spaces to be able to sustain their work. And real talk, there will be times when you're going to under earn uh, for whatever reason. It could be that your revenue isn't flowing in correctly because you still haven't figured out what works best for you. It could be that we have a global pandemic and it shifts your complete business. It could be that you have monetized in a certain way and you're just like, I don't like what I'm doing. 
or maybe you have like a month where it's like insane, like you make crazy money. And then the other months are just like, what's happening? Oh my God. <laughs> so I, I think one of the, the really um, honest conversations we have to have about making money online is that there's plenty of money you can make online, but creating systems so that it's sustainable and doing things that you really enjoy, that's a totally different nuanced conversation. So um, in my brand, I make money 10 different ways, actually. Um, I, do tell, do tell. Uh, you know, I, I have a paper and I feel like on the paper, I can tell you what ways those are because I literally wrote this down yesterday. Um, ah. Okay, I did write it. So I, I even found where it was. So I make money to, to in different ways. So I have ebooks. Mm -hmm. They are nonfiction and fiction because I do write romances. Those are super fun for me. They're a complete departure from my personal finance and Colorado brand because I have more than one brand. Um, and it takes a while, by the way, if you're multi-passionate. Um, I would say that that will slow your progress by a couple years. And that's just candid, right? Because it will take a while for you to figure out like your processes and focus. And um, I would not necessarily recommend it, but that's how I built out my brand. Uh, so anyway, I have eBooks, fiction, nonfiction. I have a course called Make Money with eBooks, where obviously I teach how to make money with eBooks. Podcasters getting paid. That's one of my newer projects from this fall. So podcasters getting paid is a newsletter through Substack, but I've monetized the newsletter. Um, so you can do a free option or paid, but the free options monetized. <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> so uh, this is a funnel. This is building up an a, a email list. So it's very thoughtful, but it's specifically for folks who are podcasters that have 10,000 or fewer downloads a month, and they're looking to monetize their content. Um, I do some coaching. It's not something I do a ton of on purpose because I prefer passive income uh, business uh, earnings. So I prefer things where I wake up and there's money uh, versus I wake up and I have an appointment. So um, even though I always love like the people I work with, but I, I prefer the wake up and I'm going to go hike uh, versus, oh God, I have to meet with people. So anywho, um, I have affiliates. So I do really think about helpful affiliates that um, will help my audience, depending on the space that we're in. So um, an example of a win-win actually is Ibotta. Right now, everyone's talking about groceries. Oh my God, groceries are so expensive and butter is $8. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, I use Ibotta. I've used it for years. It's a Colorado company. I've met the CEO. I know where I've been to the offices. So I'm very invested in Ibotta as a user and as a local person and as a person who's gotten $600 back in my pocket as a result of using Ibotta. So when you're talking about monetization, you have to like so naturally talk about, especially with affiliates, you have to talk about them like that. You can't be like, I am an affiliate of survey. Monk, monk, survey junkie, but it? I have never taken surveys before. I'm like, why the hell are you telling me about? I don't want to take surveys. I'm busy. Why? So it just has to make sense for the audience that you serve. Uh, I do work with sponsors, um, and that is, uh, I do love it, but that takes work. Brand partnerships, I do that as well. I love it, but that takes work. Very lucrative, both of those. But you, you can't. It's not. 
yes, sometimes people will come to me, but more likely I am, I have things that I do in my business where every week, like after we speak today, I'm pitching. So I know mm. people are like, I don't pitch. I'm like, you guys do pitch in a lot of different ways. It could be via your content. It could be via, via your social media feeds. It could be like pitching isn't always just pitching. It's like how you show up in the world so that people know that you're wanting to work. So in this episode, Tiffany, you could literally be like, if you're looking for a partner, that's a pitch, you know, like as your pre-roll, if you're looking for a partner, I'm looking for partners on X, Y, Z. So I think that um, I I do probably pitch more than most people, but I also, also get more results because it's like planting a garden. Mm. You got to plant seeds in order for things to grow. So Real talk. I think everyone needs to pitch. We're, we're like, let your ego go. Go pitch. Um, oh, wait, freelance writing. Wait huh? a minute, Michelle. <laughs> so if you all are looking for partners, <laughs> please let us know. Um, no, That's right. <laughs> we are looking to work with you, okay? Because Black History Month is in February. It is October as we record this. Please do not pitch us late. Because we will be booked and busy, okay? So uh, we would love to work with you. <laughs> I just had to throw that out there because that was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> new year, new money. Come on, work with us. So okay. anyway, freelance writing. I want to say nine ways of making money. Freelance writing, and I also apply for grants. So I, but it's taken a while to kind of figure out what things I really enjoy, what works, what actually converts into money. And that's the big one. Like, it's great and all if I love coaching but if i can't get coaching clients clearly it's not where i need to focus it's not a failure it just means mm -hmm. i don't need to focus there um and so for me it took a while <laughs> to really figure out like my business ecosystem and what was sustainable and what was exciting for me what i could do um like the tasks that i could focus on without being like me telling myself i have to do these tasks and things like that um, this year is interesting in that I feel like it is a down year compared to other years because I'm pivoting back to my business model from before. Mm. And so uh, COVID, as many people know, COVID, <laughs> COVID, COVID was weird because <laughs> COVID, I made money during COVID. I ha But one of the things during COVID that was interesting was um, I had passive income that was coming in regularly for my projects. Mm. Um, and it was such a blessing because I didn't, I didn't have to worry at all about money. Cause I, I knew, cause you, you know, with passive income, you can see when they're paying you out mm -hmm. depending on what it is. And I knew like when my payouts were coming out, like I didn't get any government help. I think I got that one stimulus check and that was it. I was self-employed and I got that one was it $1,200? I don't know. Was it $1,200? Yeah. It just came and it went. And now yeah, I was like, what is that? What? Like, so I think I got one $1,200 check that everybody got and that was it. Right. I didn't get PPP loans. I didn't get none of that. None of the, the like help that people talk about. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> like, that was not my life. But what was my life was getting passive income coming in from things that I had set up years, like years before. Mm -hmm. And, but what I learned the hard way is how much energy it takes to build up passive income. So a lot of people will talk about, I love passive income. I'm like, I love it too, but passive income isn't passive until it's passive, right? It's a lot of work to build out passive income. 
it's a lot of like strategy. It's a lot of content. It's a lot of time. Um, it's very much worth it. But if you're fighting like for life during a global pandemic, I don't know, really, I don't understand how some of these people are like, I just was able to focus and do, I was like, I write romance novels and I'm not feeling like dystopian romances right now. Like that's not where my head's at. Like I don't want like to write these end of the world romances or like one of the books that I'm going to tell you what happened in February of 2020. Okay. Mm-hmm. In Colorado, we got locked down in March of 2020. In February, I had published and worked, I had finished working on a book about how to host your first in-person event without losing your, your, like, without going broke. Okay. That was book number one. (laughs) Book number two was, it was something like, so now you want to visit Colorado. Actually, that one I should have leaned into because Colorado mountain towns had record-breaking years during COVID Mm -hmm. because uh, people were coming to the mountains from other states to recreate, but they got on our nerves anyway. Um, but those were the projects that I had finished that required in-person attendance, right? Events, events have not been normal until this fall. Like it has, t- it is fall 2022, almost four years later. And so this is like when you're building out a business, like sometimes you just get kicked in the, you know, like, you're like just wow, like kicked in the shins and you have these great ideas and then they're not going to work because everything's shut down. And no, there aren't any, any in-person events for the book that I'd worked on. <laughs> so that was upsetting. However, there are in-person events now. So I can go back. Um, I can refresh this book, this project, I can refresh that Colorado book and, and relaunch it. And so I like creating products, tools, and services where I can, they're evergreen Mm -hmm. and I just have to go back and refresh and and evergreen. Basically they will always be, uh, of interest to people. Um, and I can go back and refresh them and make them, you know, up to date and then start selling them again. And so that is what I'm doing now. I, I, freelance, right? It can be very lucrative, but it feels for me, um, it feels like having lots of different bosses. Yeah. And so it's not, it's like, I have friends who are making 300,000 a year Mm -hmm. as freelance writers. I can't get excited about it like that. Like I would just, (laughs) I can't. And so, um, that's just honest. Like I, I, there are certain things I just cannot sustain because I don't have the interest or the excitement about it. Mm -hmm. And so when you're building out your business, those are just things that you have to think about. Do I do freelance writing? Yes. Do I have a a thoughtful cap on the amount that I do? Yes. Because it takes away from the other things I would prefer to do that I know will make money over time. So right now I'll, I'll talk more about the pivot. I'm pivoting back to what I used to do, mm-hmm. which was passive income. But that's a lot of content gener- generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I batch that content. It's not like I wake up on a Tuesday and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going to do like videos. <laughs> like I, I don't, I have very strict, like this is what I'm up to. Mm-hmm. I'm usually nowadays two to three months ahead on content. So I'm not, uh, I'm not scrambling to do stuff. So this next week and a half, I'm I'm recording podcasts because I have 
seasons that I want to come out, uh, like really specific branded content. Mm -hmm. And I will record as much as possible in the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I'll be good probably until January easily. Um, And the reason why I did that, it's it's like it's so much easier to work efficiently Mm -hmm. than behind like than trying to catch up. It's easier to find brand partners. It's just so much easier to market your work. But the other thing is, I'm uh, like I said, going back to passive income. So that means writing ebooks, selling my courses, and it takes time to sell your courses and to, to get the funnels to work. Um, affiliate marketing, I want to do that on my website. Like I want people coming to my website mm-hmm. versus uh, whatever it is that they're doing. Um, my YouTube channel that I'm launching, I want them. So I've literally mapped out like a a journey that you would have within my content and how that looks so that if you're on a YouTube video and I'm talking about online business, I would refer refer you to my brand building lab podcast. And here's an episode that you can listen to that where I talk more about this, because of course I have more than one project. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, but it's like, I always will refer people to things within my ecosystem so that it's always like a very thoughtful journey. So mm. I batch everything so that I can kind of plan that out so that I'm not leaving things to chance, mm. right? It's very, everything I do is very, very in, in, intentional. And it has to be because I have a lot of things I'm kind of working on. So now because I see um, the end results and the the benefit and what I'm trying to do, I'm very, very focused on making those things happen. That was a lot. It was, but it was awesome. <laughs> like, I don't even have to keep this conversation going. I'm like, she Sorry, got it. Talk to myself. <laughs> no, it was really good though. And you hit everything that I was going to ask you anyway. But, um, <laughs> but one thing I did want to highlight though, and this is for like, if you didn't get anything else out of that, like get this quote that she said, cause it was awesome. Passive income is not passive until it's passive. So if there are people out there and they're like, oh yeah, passive income this and passive income that, um, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter if it's investing, affiliates, whatever. Um, It's never passive until it's passive. So (laughs) I just wanted to highlight that because, you know, I get that a lot. People are like, oh, well, how can I make passive income? And I'm like, well, it depends on how much work you want to put in (laughs) because (laughs) you're going to have to put work in on the back end or the front end um, in order for it to make money on the back end. So anyway, you just did a phenomenal job and (laughs) (laughs) I don't even have any follow-up questions. So with that being said, um, if people were interested in finding out more about you or learning more from you, because I learned a ton, I'm over here like, "Mm, I need to be more intentional. Um, Where would they find you? (laughs) So if you're specifically interested in online business building, um, you can go to my brandbuildinglab.com website. That's where I talk all things online business and biz, you know uh, brand building, basically, for thoughtful and ethical entrepreneurs that focus on equity and and building brands that really um, uh, not only give back to others but just uplift others. So that's what uh, the brand building lab is all about. So brandbuildinglab.com. Um, if you just, if you're like, I'm not like trying to buy, build an entre- entrepreneurial journey. I'm not doing all that, but I care about personal finance. 
then definitely check out Michelle is Money Hungry, where I talk about money from a social equity and policy lens. Um, this week's episode, the week that we're recording, I released an episode uh, about why are we making $2,000 rent a thing? Like, why is this a thing? Um, and I say this as a person who has owned for many years now. And I, I question how sustainable these rents are. So those are the types of conversations that I have on um, that show. And, and I definitely would love for people to listen to uh, that content or check out the website there. Yes, absolutely. And we will have all of that in the show notes. So if you didn't catch all of that, because I know Michelle does a lot, um, it will be in the show notes for you to ingest. Um, So thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient. <laughs>